0: welcome everyone this is all about windows phone insight podcast 188 recording this on tuesday the 9th of august 2016 i'm steve litchfield Rafe Blandford is having a week off bless his heart so that's absolutely fine we have a stand in we have mr stephen quinn hi there
1: Hi, Steve. Hello, folks. Sorry about the lack of Rafe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've got to fill up some big shoes there, Stephen, but I'm sure you're up to it. I'll do my very best.
1: Yeah. One thing we
0: never really get round to on the podcast is answering readers' letters, as it or Readers' emails, I guess, these days. And uh, these have been hanging around for a, f- a few weeks. Plus, we have a-, a breaking question from Twitter. So we'll start with the breaking one because it's the most ex- interesting. From Ao Carliong. And by the way, Ao Carliong, how come we haven't had any more articles from the site? Have you lost interest in Windows Phone and Windows 10 Mobile? Do please tell us. Let us know what you're up to. That would be great. Anyway, he says, Is Microsoft right to withdraw from the consumer market. Without recognition, how can Windows 10 Mobile thrive? Which is kind of a lead-in, I guess, to where Microsoft are wanting the platform to go. But how do you see this, Stephen?
1: Not with any particular positivity. Uh, I don't think since Mr. Nadella took over uh, that uh, mobile is particularly of any interest. I know they're wanting the whole of the ecosystem to interact with each other, but uh, I'd be very surprised if we see another uh, Microsoft phone or Lumia phone. I've noticed, you know, there's other manufacturers bringing them out, but unless somebody um, produces Windows uh, 10 mobile handsets in numbers, um, it may just become a side issue, and and Microsoft will continue as they appear to be doing, uh, just turning all all the available software and apps that they have over to uh over to android and ios uh, and they'll let it die i hope i'm proven wrong but uh, that's the way it's looked for the last six to eight months to me yeah
0: it's fine having all these extra manufacturers uh banging away with the, the ma- niche market handsets in different distant corners of the world but unless they're going to start selling in millions and i i, I somehow doubt that because each of these manufacturers and carriers has also got an android phone on the go where, as you say. He, we're talking of a small small market but even the business and enterprise market we're only talking of a few t- tens of thousands here a few hundreds of thousands there we're never going to get back into the millions and I can remember a day back in the Nokia heyday under Symbian they were, they were selling they were selling 30 million smartphones a quarter and this was in a day when nine people out of ten didn't even have a smartphone so yep. the smartphone market was tiny and they, they were still selling 30 million a quarter and now we got to the point where there's what a handful of million of we Windows 10 mobile devices per quarter, a, a tiny fraction of what it used to be and a, a minuscule portion of the entire smartphone market.
1: I think the only hope, to be fair, is if, I know HTC um, released a phone... Was it the uh, the nine they released with uh, Windows Phone on it?
0: It's the eight X. That's right. right. So if but, just... but
1: they, they did they did release one uh, either on the M8 or the M9, uh, Steve. I don't. They didn't call it that, but it was that phone running Windows Phone. The only thing that I can see that any been any hope for is if some somebody like Samsung or HTC or LG re- simply put Windows Mobile Ten onto one of their successful handsets for additional sales, and then at least. Uh, there's some option, but that, that's the only, that's the only way I can see any, uh, improvement with the situation. Yeah, you can see where Microsoft's going. It's saying,
0: okay, well, Windows 10 Mobile, as it is now, the the Windows Phone became, um, is very much uh, optimized for productivity and office applications and communications. Let's p- pitch it to the business market, and I can see it making something of a success of that. Especially because Windows 10 is doing so, you know, pretty well in the wider laptop and PC world. But I, I, th- I think how Carly Young's trying to kind of hit the nail on the head really. Microsoft is, is foolish to ignore the consumer market because the consumer market is where all the growth has been happening in the past. It's where all the excitement is. It's where the people who are in companies and in businesses, they get excited about a device. They buy themselves the latest iPhone or Samsung Galaxy or whatever. They bring it into the business and enterprise. They say, I want to make this work with our with our servers. So I think it's kind of a blinkered view, really, to just chase after business. And I really hope that Microsoft and the other manufacturers keep Keep enough interest in at least trying to challenge the, the consumer smartphones of the day?
1: Well, it's the, it's the way things are getting forced. I mean, just today on the news, um, the government's uh, banking ombudsman has suggested and insisted that uh, that some sort of a phone, uh, smartphone app comes out for banking to stop people going overdrawn and it must be made available for all, uh, all operating systems. Uh, now, it, it, the way it's going, they might not need to do it for Windows Mobile 10.
0: Well, all operating systems. Does that include Tizen and BlackBerry?
1: And as far as I'm aware, it's to be it's to be available for for any the, the instructions word that I've seen on the news today. That it's to be available for any for any smartphone user to uh, to to help them change banks, to help them avoid going on uh, going overdrawn. But it, but it's a it's a mobile app, and that, and that's that's the way the world's going. Everybody wants everything on the phone.
0: Yeah, well, the, maybe they should do a Symbian version as well then. <laughs> Anyway, um, Nick Price has written. He says, hello, Stephen Rafe. A lot has been said already about the new 950 Lumias, but one subject is rarely mentioned, dual SIM. I'd actually buy a triple SIM if such a thing was available, but dual will do for now, assuming, of course, that I could find a 950 XL dual SIM to purchase. The only option for me seems to be at Amazon France, but perhaps, you know, of others. Stephen, you sent me a screenshot before the
1: show started to explain. Uh, well, I bought uh, a Lumia 950, um, not in um, a, a completely straightforward way. I Bought it from Andy Hagen, but when it arrived, it is a dual SIM 950. Uh, and if you look in the top of the top left hand corner, of the, I've only got one SIM in it, but I've got a question mark and a little SIM symbol in the top. Um And uh, whatever the future of Windows Phone is going, I'll hold on to it for a while anyway because it's going to be handy for travelling because I know a shove a local SIM in it and keep my other one, uh, turn the data off my other one, and just use a local SIM for data and still get phone calls and texts from home.
0: Yeah, the, these dual SIM limits do exist, but you usually have to import them from other countries, and I pre- presume Mr. Mr. Hagen's was sourced at least maybe from the USA? Uh, correct. Yeah, anyway. Um, Keith Bartlett says, regarding an article about support for Windows 10 Mobile, and he links to an article on PC World, which we'll try and put in the show notes, he says, initially, the support page said thirty mon- 36 month, 36 months support i.e. the uh, the end of life date was given and then it changed to 24 months people thinking of investing in maybe a surface phone next year would then only get about 15 months support i thought windows 10 was going to be the last windows ever perhaps you and Rafe can clarify what this support cycle means as far as i'm aware Steve, i think it's to do with um when they say an end of life or end of support for a particular version of windows just as on the desktop they're not actually saying in this Windows 10 era, okay, well, Windows 10 is going to have end of life in 18 months' time. They're saying the current branch. Now, we, we used to think think the code names Threshold and now Redstone or, or the production Windows 10 and now Anniversary Update. And there will, each year, there will be a differently named version of Windows 10. Whether they start using the code words or not, I don't know. But I, I think we're talking here about the end of life of each particular branch. So, for example, the Threshold branch that launched with the Uh, you know Luma 950 and so forth I think you can see quite quite reasonably that the end of support, the end of life for that branch might be something like 18 months after the 950 was launched. But by then you've got the new branch, which is Redstone Anniversary Update. And by the time that one reaches end of life, you'll then have the next one on. So I think this kind of uh, fear, uncertainty and doubt here, Keith, I think that uh, Windows 10 will carry on uh, on a rolling basis on both laptop and PC and tablet and phone. And in each case, you're talking about the support for each particular branch before the support representatives and the pages all become out of date does that make a t- any kind of sense Stephen
1: yes it does but in, in all fairness I think there's uh, there's two answers to the question anyway one nobody's ever gonna have a surface phone so it's nothing to worry about and two <laughs> it seems to as, as far as I'm aware it applies to uh, every operating system anyway My, uh, uh Apple only supports uh iPhones of a certain age for their updates. At some point, you've got to change. Android phones stop getting updates after a certain period of time. And two to three years, I would have thought, was probably the maximum. Uh, I think 24 months is reasonable. And if you, if you buy a car, uh, a car, if you buy a phone that's already 12 months old, eight months old, whatever, then it's obviously, its full support's going to be reduced by eight months or, or a year, depending on how old, old it is. when I wouldn't expect if I went and bought... Um, a one-year-old Android or Apple product that its support would carry on the same as buying a, a newly released one. It's just logic, as far as I can see
0: yeah in the real world i don't think anyone will be left high and dry here there will always be upgrade paths, and we've seen people with for example lumia 640s and, and upwards um, bought in the last 18 months They're, they've got the, the update to windows 10 mobile redstone which is now rolling out or about to roll out uh, officially and of course that will carry on into redstone 2 and those devices current at some point those devices get, will get dropped but by that time will be two to three years down the line and uh, yeah i think two to three years is a fair sort of timescale for for updates and and so forth to, to be stopped. So I, I don't think you have too much to worry about, Keith. I am more intrigued by Stephen Quinn's um, insistence there's not going to be a Surface phone, so do tell your uh, exclusive.
1: It's, it's, just a <laughs> wild, it's just a wild guess, uh, Steve. <laughs> but as, as far as supports, my 1520 is uh, still running absolutely fine on 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 the current uh, fast fast track release. So I, I wouldn't worry about a, a two three year old product working. It's uh, I just don't think there's going to be anything uh, mobile out of uh, out of Microsoft in the next uh, couple of years. Yeah, I do think
0: there will be a service phone. I'm not entirely sure it'll be called that, but I, I and I don't think it'll be in any way a, a current smartphone like the Lumi 950 or smaller. I think it will be bigger than 950 XL. I think Microsoft's kind of wore their heart on the sleeve, or at least the ex Nokia engineers did, when they produced the Lumia 1520, which was very much a statement of say, look, we we want we can see personal communications devices smartphones being this form factor presenting a lot of information it's a large device but it can do two or three different jobs and i i think given that the the way of phablets have been taken off in the wider smartphone world and and six inch screens are not uncommon now and we're now seeing manufacturers bringing out 6.5 and even seven inch screen smartphones i can see microsoft sometimes april may 2017 coming out with a six and a half six and a half inch screened uh quad hd Windows 10 mobile Redstone 2 device um, with every spec under the sun, and I yes, like the HP Elite X3. I think it'll be six or seven hundred pounds when it first comes out. But it it basically will have it'll do the job of your almost like a laptop it'll come with some kind of fold out Q- QWERTY keyboard that's optional that will clip on or it will mount in and then you can we'll have a kickstand and then you can use it as a as a little mini laptop you can use it as a tablet, you can use it as a smartphone I think that will be the ultimate personal communications device and of course you've got the full continuum which by then will have rolled out to more PCs which will be able to connect to it and to amplify the the, the phone's display and use, and use any screen around you as a secondary display I can see that kind of Surface phone own surface phablet idea taking off
1: well i sincerely hope you're right uh, and i'd look forward to to it happening but um let, let's see let's see what the next uh, eight to ten months brings
0: yeah well i'll get you one for your birthday next year see that's
1: very kind of you
0: <laughs> I did have been doing a bit of hacking, talking about supporting old operating systems or rather getting around the lack of support. The uh, the Lumia 1029, 2925, all the old Snapdragon 4-based devices, of course, famously, we've talked about this in the podcast, didn't get the official update to Windows 10 Mobile. Um, insider feedback said it was the... the the experience was too slow. However, and I agree it is a bit slow on Windows to Mobile Threshold, a number of people have been saying to me, Steve, on Redstone, that they've managed to hack Redstone onto their old Lumia 102920, etc. It said it runs much better. So I took the plunge and I've, I've written up on the site in a, an article entitled, To Boldly Go, taking the X20 Lumias to Redstone, how you can do it from th- going that extra jump from Threshold from the Insiders programme um, up to Redstone... It does seem a bit smoother. It does seem a bit faster. I'm going to do some benchmarking articles over the next week or so and try and put some numbers to this hunch. It's not anywhere nearer to the speed of the original Windows Phone 8.1, So I'm sure you're pretty familiar with how uh, those devices performed under that OS. But it is... Barely usable, and that's kind of a to compliment. But it's an interesting process, and and it means you can genuinely take the latest universal Windows platform applications and services, and photos, and maps, and all the rest of that. All of that now runs the Skype UWP as well. It all runs more or less without hiccup on these ancient devices, and we're talking phones that are now three to three and a half years old. Stephen,
1: I think I'm probably going to try and take my ten twenty. Uh, back to eight point one. To be fair, for no reason other than hoping to get more camera usability out of it. The, the, the current um, camera software in the in the Lumi is, I don't think, it's a patch on eight point one. Certainly not not with the big resolution and having no reframe etc. It's fine on a fifteen twenty. Uh, it's no fun on the uh, on the older handsets. If it was the only one I had, I might uh, risk it and keep it and use it. But uh, I don't think anything uh, as old as a, a nine twenty or a ten twenty is worth the effort. It, be- it becomes a toil of a pleasure, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, I know what you mean in terms
0: of making the Lumia 1020 a lean, mean photographic machine, etc. And certainly the, in vid, for video, the, you lose the stereo audio capture once you move to Windows 10. Um, even if you still use the Lumia camera app, and just to mention that uh, if you carry on losing using the Lumia camera app, I.e., you've upgraded your Lumia 1020 or whatever, up through the ranks, up through the OSs, uh, you can still use that under Windows 10 Mobile, and you still get the reframing, Stephen. And the, even the reframing, and it all ties in fairly nicely now with Windows 10 Photo so that isn't so much of an issue but certainly for video i know what you mean uh, you, for the under 8.1 you get the much faster os and interface and you get the full range of video capture and other you know stereo audio recording and other third-party apps as well so that there, there's there are pros and cons on either side and i'm i'm just lucky i've got two 1020s here i can carry <laughs> on mixing and matching
1: uh, yes you are <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, right, also on the site, a few stories, pre-ordering the HP Elite X3. Now, you probably saw my hands-on with the desktop, the phone, and the laptop the other day. Yeah. And I was pretty impressed by the laptop, or at least the idea. The idea, that, again, I'm, I've ranted about Continuum before, but uh, the pros of Continuum, and in, in particular, I, I, I can see it's such an awkward. You go and arrive at a hotel room, and you, you oh, there's a big display on the wall, there's a big TV. I'll hook up to that, and you find out the HDMI port is... Bo- you know, being gummed up or it's not compatible or you can't get it because the whole TV is mounted on the wall or whatever. But having a kind of a laptop shell, it's not too expensive. And I'll maybe come back to that later. (laughs) If it wasn't, say you had a £100 laptop with a 1080p screen and you just unfold it, press a button on your phone and instantly... The phone uses that laptop as its secondary screen and you're there tapping away, typing emails, uh, navigating the web, doing whatever on the bigger screen with the bigger speakers, the bigger keyboard, etc., that The lap dock idea really, really appeals to me. Um, the one we saw was a heavily in prototype, but my point in writing this story was that there's, there are pre-orders now for this HP Elite X3, and it is higher spec than Lumia 950 XL. There are pre-orders, but uh, the, the phones and the desktop may be arriving in a week or two's time, but the lap dock is still a month, if not two months further out, and we still really don't know how much the laptop will be or even how it will be bundled whether i.e. whether you can buy it standalone at all imagine the worst case you could think this laptop laptop from hp might be let's say 250 pounds at which point it's a complete non-starter even for an enthusiast
1: well your problem with with any idea like this is one if it doesn't all start off running and working it loses momentum so so possibly some of its appeal but the other thing is if, if it's If it's not all bundled together as a package, you you end up as, as you add one thing on and an adapter and a laptop. once the price increases to uh, some sort of ridiculous amount of money, you might just as well get um a, 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 a small netbook and, and, a, and, a, and an ordinary phone and just put put them in because by the time you've added everything in to put into your backpack to fasten to your phone you you carry more stuff around than you, than you would be just to uh, just with a, a converter on continuum. It's, yeah. it's got to be simple and more advantageous than carrying your own big screen around with you.
0: Yeah. Uh, in, my, in my opinion,
1: yeah. for it to take off.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right, and uh, that's why I I think the having these bundles, they're already bundling the desktop with the HP Elite X3, and at nominal extra cost, so fifty pounds or less over the cost of the the phone itself. And if if they were to bundle the the phone, the desktop, and the laptop and the overall bump up over the smartphone, which presumably you'd have budgeted for anyway, the whole bump up for the extra pack was say another hundred and fifty. Maybe that that's something people will consider. But I I quite agree. If you were if you analyse the whole, all the costs, and add them up with a, your common sense hat on. You think, hang on a minute, there's. I can actually. This is a very expensive way to do something that's technically elegant, but I can do things with it. just a bit more fiddling around and entering my password a few more times at half the cost. And I think that's probably where most people will go.
1: All these ideas are um, are very nice and the cool, a bit like um, eye recognition and things like that. But unless the They're simply operated, introduced to appeal to everybody and be available straight away, and work one hundred and ten percent. They're going to fail. Yeah. Talking of eye recognition, as you mentioned it, or iris
0: recognition, I did a little feature. Uh, looking at the iris recognition in the galaxy note 7 which was announced a week or so ago uh, which, yep, which, yep. which 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 pronounced an innovative new way of signing in iris recognition and, and of course all the uh, lumi 950 fans said hang on a minute we had this last year and in fact there have been a dozen actually android phones before also with this system where i think uh, microsoft went wrong is not in also specifying a fingerprint scanner i know it's pretty impractical on the current lumi 950 hardware because where would you physically put it with that that design so that was always going to be a problem but uh i so i think microsoft miss, missed a trick there and i also think that irish recognition is just not fast enough it's it's a nice cool way of doing it if you logging in authenticating if you've got messy hands or if it's not convenient for some reason because you're wearing gloves or whatever. But for ninety nine percent of the time, a fingerprint scanner is just so much faster. And The Elite X three has both. Um, the Galaxy Note seven has both, and then that, that I think that is the the minimum. You can't just have a finger. Uh, can't just have an iris recognition system.
1: Uh, I agree entirely. Uh, I, that was one of the biggest disappointments with the uh, nine hundred and fifty XL when I tried it. I thought the uh, iris ni- uh, recognition was appalling. When it did wake, uh, when it did work, it was slow. Uh, It didn't work for me over 50% of the time under normal conditions and 90% of the time if I happened to be in a dark room or a pub or it it wasn't perfect light or there was some reflection on my glasses, uh, there was no situation where it was quicker and more convenient than a fingerprint scanner. Yeah,
0: the, the prob- I mentioned the design there just if you think about it if you hold up your 950 XL in, in your hands Stephen as you record this podcast because they've got the replaceable back they can't really put the scanner on the back I guess you, do, you could have a have it mounted on the back with a hole in the shell and it would kind of show through the hole that's a possibility you could have it mounted on the side like the Sony uh, Xperia devices but then you, the, the, the current removable backs include the size as well yep, yep. So if, you, if you have it on the front then you've got to do reduce the size of the screen and, and increase the bezel and that's not an option. So I can I can see that Microsoft had to. Well, no, it
1: would have gone on the front of a tree. Okay, on my nine fifty. Well, because my nine fifty has got virtual uh, uh, buttons on it, which appear and disappear as I swipe up and down. And then I've got approximately a centimetre of plastic uh, of uh, screen with nothing on it, just with a microphone. It could have gone to the uh, left of the microphone. I guess and you're the, right, yeah. because and, and I can tap and bang away at that, and nothing happens. There's no the screen starts just above the microphone. It's about the same width as the uh, where it says uh, Microsoft at the top of this at the top of the bezel. Yeah. So yeah. either at the top or bottom, they could have done it. Or obviously, the bottom's more, a lot more convenient. Yeah. But that's by the by. They thought they thought this really cool idea, which I thought was really cool. It just don't work. It's like hoverboards. I'd love one of them as well, but. Wearing my glasses and trying to use my Irish recognition, I'd probably fall off my hoverboard. I didn't think we'd get round to hoverboards in
0: this particular podcast. <laughs> I, I, I think you, Maybe you're right. I think you probably could squeeze a fingerprint scanner on the front. I think it would be tight. They'd have had to really work at trying to make a, a long, thin scanner rather than a circular or square so, scanner. Sony
1: put, Sony put it on the on and off switch. It's yeah, just yeah. a tiny little thin thing, which I don't think can possibly work as well as a, a circle, something more like a fingerprint, but, but they do. And I've seen people demonstrate it. It does work. Maybe one for the surface phone then,
0: Stephen. There we go. You
1: never know. You never know. It could all come at once. Everything could arrive at once and work perfectly and I could be over the moon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> another thing i did have a problem with the 950 during the week um i called it the lamentable lumia 950 landscape lax so i was trying to get the alliteration right across the headline but i stopped after about four or five words but um, essentially i i picked up my 950 uh, one day and everything was a landscape apart from the start screen so whatever application i went into it immediately jumped into landscape even though i was holding the phone in portrait and the fix turned out to be that the or well, the problem was that the accelerometer had physically got stuck it electronically inside it it was an bad state. And the only sure. way to fix it was to t- take the, the battery out, leave the battery out for 10 seconds, let all the, the electrons dissipate, the charge dissipate, put the battery back in, it works absolutely perfectly. And I know there is a way of, there's a, I think it's volume down and power held down at yeah. once. And you can simulate a a, a you know a hardware restart a simulator a battery, battery pull. but in actual fact does that actually have the same effect as you know letting all the charge lead out and letting physical electronic circuits uh, you know reset themselves
1: if it does i don't think it's possibly as quick or as or as accurate pulling the battery has always been the, the big savior with uh well nokia phones Lumia l- yeah. phones i think i think it's it is an advantage i don't suppose it helps waterproofing much but at least it keeps the phone going if there's an issue
0: Although, in actual fact, for Nokia used to get wet back in the old days, the fact that it had a replaceable battery means you could take all the bits out SIM cards, micro SD battery. Put them you, all in the rice. <laughs> yeah, and they dry out independently. And because the back was off the phone, then the, 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 the humidity and the water would get out faster. So yep. you had a pretty good chance of bringing it back from, from, yeah, yep. from death. Whereas if it's a sealed device, by the time you've physically got your screwdrivers out or taken it to the repair centre, you might have done the, the damage because the, the battery will have been connected all this time. You know, corroding the the terminal so that, that's a big that, that fixing this particular problem with the accelerometer just shows and yet again what use a repla- use a replaceable battery can be you're not physically replacing it within the battery in this particular case you're just saying okay i'm not going to give you any any power for 30 seconds go and sort yourself out
1: well, it's less like unplugging your router for a couple of minutes when you <laughs> when your internet will work at home if it was wired into the wall you'd be you'd be um, in trouble yes
0: yeah, so i reset my router about once a week it's really annoying yeah anyway um i also wrote a tutorial just plug in a few of my stories here how to save a location as a favorite in windows 10 maps now this was really annoying me two or three times i've been out with the family in the car under pressure that you know want to get back to a particular spot later on so right i'll save it as a favorite and could i work out how to save as a favorite could i heck Um, so i sat down and spent half an hour fitting around then the light bulb moment and i worked out how to do it but it's i was kind of worried in writing the tutorial that the people was all the commenters would jump up and and say but steve this is obvious we've known this since day one how could you be so thick in actual fact i think most people were quite glad about it because they've been wondering how to do it as well i think microsoft really missed a trick in terms of windows 10 maps there are parts of the ui which are just non-obvious
1: yeah, no, I, I, to be fair, I read it the other day, no, well, partly because I do read some of the stuff you write, and partly because I knew we were doing this. I, fi- <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. I found it interesting. Yeah, it's useful. But again, it's it's a thing with all technology and mobile phones, and I, I don't like to defend Microsoft if they're annoying me, but people don't necessarily read instruction manuals, and I think most people nowadays, when they get a piece of technology, uh, they just start using it. And they work things out as they go. And if something isn't blatantly obvious, yes, it maybe should be written more simply. But I found your article very useful. And once you know how it works, like everything else, it seems quite logical. But when you don't know the answer to a question, it's impossible. Yeah, I just see no
0: reason why when you tap on the favorites control at the bottom of the screen, why on earth there isn't a plus control so you can add a, add whatever you, wherever you are currently are to that list of favorites. It seems the most obvious intuitive action they could possibly have designed in and they completely missed a trick there. Hopefully someone at Microsoft is actually reading our articles and they're going to add that in the next version. Who
1: knows? Well, you never know. <laughs> Stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah. Tell people about where you are in terms of your Windows Phone, Windows 10 Mobile status. Which devices have you still got and what versions are they on?
1: I've got a uh, 1520 uh, and a 950 that are both on the uh, on the, the latest version of Windows Mobile 10. They're both working fine. My 1020, uh, I'm probably going to revert, as I say, to 8, 8.1, 8.1. Uh, that got that bad to use on Windows t- uh, Ten Mobile. It just made me cross, so I don't use it very often now. And uh, and that's about it. I have an old five three five that I was using for uh, for, for just testing uh, f- uh, Fast Track, but um, again, it's it's not it's in a box. It's back in a box now. Yeah. So sure. so the main two that I use are the fifteen twenty and the nine fifty. Do
0: you have any other smartphones running other mo- competing mobile operating systems?
1: Yes, I've got a, a, a Huawei P9 uh, using, uh, using Android, um, which uh, is another reason why Windows Phone's annoying me, uh, simply because as an operating system, I would prefer to use Windows uh, 10 Mobile or Windows Phone or whatever you want to call it. It suits the way I use the phone. But I also photography is very important to me, and I don't think that the nine fifty or the nine fifty XL excel in photo, in photography. They're excellent cameras; they take good pictures. But in all fairness, the P nine does, and I've not touched one. But the uh, the the S seven uh, apparently is better than either of them. And I'd, the other reason why I'm irritated about. Uh, Microsoft potentially abandoning uh, handsets. I think that they gave up on, uh, on photography a year ago.
0: I think that's probably true that the active development of the image processing and the the, the sensors and, and the integration of the hardware probably did cease around a year ago when the Lumi 950 and 950 XL wrapped up and you know became a product. Um, I, I would dispute actually heck, the, the image quality and, and the camera results I've done because I did a head-to-head with the P9 and the 950 and indeed with the Samsung Galaxy S7 and in each case the 950 maybe didn't wipe the floor with the two devices but the 950 was clearly ahead. 950 does have some weaknesses i think it's particularly bad at zooming as, as i'm sure you've realized but then again the p9 is not that good at zooming either so and they get the samsung's very good the, the 950 shot for shot light conditioner for light condition, the 950 will nail the shot and get give purer better images i would say most of the time
1: well i'll tell you one issue that i do have as well steve which i've had which i had with the xl when i tried it uh, I had with the 950 when I first tried it. I've had it with the 950 since I updated the software. Um, oops, something went wrong when I'm using the HDR. And at this moment in time, I've got a couple of photographs that are stuck in the camera unit that when, when you go into the, uh, gallery, they don't exist. If you go into the, to view photos from the camera and, sl- and go back a bit, you just get, uh, a reference number for the photograph. You can't see it. You press edit, if you choose best light it, the picture comes back, you can adjust the light and then it disappears again and if you try and edit it with anything else, so basically I can't see the photograph anywhere except in the camera when I'm adjusting the light and that's happened half a dozen times. What do you want, a bug-free operating system? Come on Stephen, this is Windows. Yeah. No, just a, just a camera that takes pictures when I point, point and shoot and I've not had any issues with HDR on the, uh, on the P9
0: yeah i have to say i was chatting to a friend yet last night down the pub and we're comparing different operating systems different phones geeks tend to and i had to admit that i I, by keeping an android phone with my one of my sims in and uh, a windows 10 mobile device with my other sim I, i do kind of a to b i alternate between them and the windows 10 mobile device has the far better camera um and it's a genuinely pleasant interface to use that i i've I've known and I've kind of grown up with over the last four or five years, and I, I really quite enjoy using Windows 10 mobile now. Um, but there are just some things, like, and you just given a good example. I, I also have a few things which just don't really work. Um, <laughs> reliable podcasting and podcatching is one of them, for example. Um, but there, there are other examples. But the the Android phone, everything kind of just does work. There are almost the the Android phone is stable every function works there are a greater range of, of applications so it, i really have to think do i want an easy life where everything just works everything's super stable or do i want something that's a tiny bit flaky but does have a really good camera and has an interface i like and it's a, it's a real dilemma every single morning as to which one i pick up so i just carry two
1: Well, ditto. I I, I normally have the 950 and the P9 with me at the same time, so uh, I've got that too and partly because I'll tend to use my main SIM in one and a backup SIM in the other, and the one that's got my main SIM in, I will tend to use quite a lot of battery before the end of the day, but I've still got a phone left.
0: Yeah, so the 950, which oh XL, which you bought at the back end of last year, uh, I, I just really cannot see how Microsoft could ever have claimed that the software was anyway finished, and I slammed them on the podcast repeatedly. And I think we finally got up to about 98, 99 percent finished by the, by about May June, and then of course we've got the Redstone coming along, and a whole new branch with a whole new bugs. I do think Redstone is smoother and slicker than Threshold, um, but they've clearly had to reset the the bug count because and, and they've been promising that the uh, the anniversary update this redstone release for first of all it was uh, august the second they said oh yes all versions will come out the same day it didn't then we've had sites claiming that it's going to be at launch on the 9th of august which is today and it hasn't and there are people now saying well it's not going to happen today i i, I still said uh, uh, last week that they've got a few more weeks development just to fix some of the more basic bugs before they can possibly release this to the masses it's all right for you and me steve and we we can accept things like the odd photo disappearing <laughs> or the the odd thing crashing but the man in the street is just going to just Blow a fuse and say that's it. I'm buying an iPhone.
1: Uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's just about it in a nutshell. Uh, you know, the overall use of the phone uh, w- with Redstone. I've been I've been in on the uh, insider program since it started. It, the 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 current latest uh, available software generally works fine on nearly everything. It's just some of the silly little problems in it annoy the hell out of me. Uh, and issues with the camera that was faultless prior to them changing it, just just doing my head in. And then y- the people who were developing the camera, which is which is why I know they've abandoned it, are basically working elsewhere now. So uh, even if the re- even if they reduce uh, produce uh, a six inch phablet with a a million gigs of RAM and a and, and a, a quad double HD screen, if it's got an average camera on it it will not appeal to me as much as a film that's got an exceptional one. I think we
0: need to all go back to our Lumia 1020s running 8.1 with all our, our Qi charging shells and our camera grips and I've got all the gadgets for my 1020 here and it's, there's part of me that just wants to go right back to, I think, 2013, 2014 and say, <laughs> this is just a perfect, you know, photographic-centric smartphone. Yes, it doesn't have Snapchat and Pokemon Go and, and even the latest Skype, but heck, it can take great photographs and I enjoy using a, f- a relatively fast interface.
1: Well, it's no use looking back. You've got to look to the future. I, I, just, I would prefer to be looking towards a future where I can keep the operating system that's my preference and all the features that I require. And, and I don't want them letting uh, any particular thing slide. You know, they, they, they've got everything right, more or less, on the nine fifty nine fifty 950 XL. It's not the classiest build in the world when you compare it to some of the newer Android phones. But to use, it's fine. And if they got the camera... Functioning 100%, it would almost be uh, acceptable. If they increased its capabilities enough to compete or destroy the current Android uh, top camera phones, I'd probably be quite happy with it. But they ain't done it, and I don't believe that they will. Yeah, I I was a bit dismayed to see that the sheer amount of
0: redundancy, certainly in Finland, and certainly among the imaging team. For for Juha, uh, one of our, our contacts there, for him to to go off to Pastures New to Nokia, incidentally, which is yeah, no, kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for him to go it means that they really must be down to the bare bones in terms of native in-house image processing expertise at microsoft and you get the feeling that future devices will either have the same camera as the 950 950 xl which is fine because it's a great camera or will perhaps revert to an industry standard generic off-the-shelf camera uh, unit from 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 asia but hey i'm talking talking of future proofing um have you been playing with the all about windows phone universal app uh
1: if i said yes i'd be lying but i've heard you and rave to be fair Apart from uh, Facebook and Twitter, I don't use apps a lot. Uh, if I go on uh, all about Windows Phone, I'll use the browser, either on my computer or my phone. Uh, I use uh, my browser on my computer or my phone for um, Flickr. Um, I, I, do for, I do for a lot of things.
0: So you must have a couple of favourite apps. Just that You've intrigued me now that you don't really use apps at all. <laughs> Give us three or four of your favourite third-party apps you do use on Windows 10 Mobile.
1: Tweetium, I've been using for, uh, for, for Twitter for a while now because uh, Twabit that, that used to be my favourite, seems to have lost support. I think it's uh, gone on to past- pastures new. Yeah. Uh, I use the Facebook Beater app for, um, for Facebook. I'll have amazing weather HD. Sometimes I'll use... Uh, BBC Sports app works fine for me. Uh, I've got a load of, um, sort of TV uh, apps, VLC Player, uh, iPlayer, two view uh demand five uh, itv hub um i use my, my i'm lucky i know a lot of people moan but nat west's um windows phone app is better than androids mm. uh, i've not used an iphone but it is it's, it's excellent uh i've got the skype beta and that's about it and then i have I've, I've a couple of things that are uh, that have just pinned uh as web pages to my uh, to my screen
0: yeah, I pin uh, Google Plus. So I can keep up with Google Plus, which yeah, actually yeah. works pretty well now. Uh, you mentioned Flickr there. And obviously, I've, I've d- d- written several times that the the, the th- third party Flickr apps have now kind of either stopped working or at least stop authenticating, so you can't sort of sign in to Flickr on on a new device or a newly reset device. Um, I, so I posted a tutorial on how to use Flickr you know, to upload and share to groups just via their web pages, and it's a bit fiddly. But you said that, that that's what you do anyway. But I've it's, been sh-
1: doing it. I've been doing it for uh, probably six to eight. Months since uh, Yo Owls know, uh, stopped uh, stopped his Flickr up, uh, and and I find that's the easiest way. I just I, ju- I just have my browser on uh, on my Lumia set to, uh, to to a normal website to a, a desktop view, uh, and I just use it as exactly the same as I would my uh, my computer. Uh, once I go to upload a photo, I go into my gallery. T- tick the photos I want to upload. Upload them once they're uploaded. I just open the picture. I can edit the uh, the title of the photo and add, add it to any groups that I want to do, as though I would as, I was on a computer and it's done. Yeah, that's
0: kind of what I said in my tutorial. I should have got you to write it, really. You've been doing it for months. Oh, well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I,
0: it, it, that's, again, a good example, really, of where the Android phone, in, or the iPhone in this case, um, would just work because there are, there is an official Flickr application, regu- fairly regularly updated, and it, it just works. And it's so annoying that that... Fairly fundamental services um, on on the internet just don't have a first-party application. Um, I know we've got Dropbox now, and of course we've got Skype, and uh, Instagram's now official as well, and Facebook is now thankfully first-party from Facebook, but there are still... Um, properties and Flickr is my my favourite that's not supported. That just really annoys that I have to go through or fiddling, what I call fiddling around in web. I know you've got used to it.
1: Again, if you're using it I, on the uh, on the P9, uh, I, I just use Flickr as backup for it. Everything that everything I take on the P9 uh, goes up as as private. Yeah. automatically whenever I hit Wi-Fi. And then I'll just, I'll just go through it at some point and delete stuff I don't want and, and, and post things publicly that, that I do. It's a lot simpler. But it's uh, because I'm used to how I've been using Flickr with Illumia, with it doesn't bother me that much.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think our time is kind of up, Stephen. Just plug where people can find you online in case they haven't heard of you before. Uh,
1: just the usual place. It, Twitter's probably the easiest place, and it's, uh, it's Stephen Quinn 58 uh, I think I'm the only one, so uh, I'm usually easy to find. Uh, not been doing a lot of uh, writing on uh, my, my Carman 58 uh, thing much, but if if I do decide to do anything, it'll normally there'll be a link on my uh, on my Twitter profile.
0: Lovely. Okay. Well, hopefully people will get Mr. Rafe Blandford next week. But in the meantime, thank you very much to Stephen. My
1: pleasure. Thanks, and uh, and thank you, Rafe. And I hope it can uh, contradict everything I've said incorrectly tonight next week. <laughs>
0: And at some point, we must meet up again for another pint, Stephen.
1: Uh, I've no doubt that will happen. (laughs) Or two. Bye for now, everyone. Bye-bye.